podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. ¿Qué pasa, campeones? Welcome to Churros y Tacticas Podcast. It is Tuesday, the 14th of March. And yes, Kian, myself, are here to discuss the nine-point lead that Barça still remains to have to this day. It is Tuesday. We are days away from El Gran Clásico, part two of the season, part two of the trilogy to take place over in the Spotify Come Now. Let me tell you something. The tension is back. It's back. We wanted it. We got what we asked for. The rivalry and hostility is back in El Clásico. And thank God. We actually did It's want it. Be good. We asked for this. <laughs> we wanted it. We It did. was too we many hugs in the classical like two years ago. <laughs> we did an entire podcast. Like, why is why are these guys friends? Like, bring back the old days. Bring back the blood, the It cleats on felt, the studs, on the on the toes. It always felt weird. Yes, yes. It always felt weird. Too much friendship. Too much hugging. Too much patting each other in the back. Mm -mm. We are destined to not like each other which is what makes this podcast so unique and so good. So welcome. Well, we just had a 10-minute yeah. argument off-air about who should do the intro, and both <laughs> of us were surprised that neither of us were expecting to do it. I mean, you won at San Mames, and... Yeah, I mean, that, that's it. Why, why would I do the intro? Yep. Can you think of any reason 100%. at all? I can't think of any reason. I will say this. No. Um, I think here's some one football-related item to start with. I think we were both wrong about Xavi. I was wrong because I didn't believe he was tactically versatile enough to get wins. And I was... He's been able to grind out 1-0-1-0-1-0-1-0-1-0-1-0, not playing the brand of football that the media likes to associate with Barcelona in Catalonia. And you were wrong because you the thought that... The season, well... You were wrong because you thought that he was going to bring this quote-unquote Pep DNA, whatever, Barca DNA. Listen, excuse me. If there's one person or, or one group of people that should feel... Nil, still nightmares and the wrath of Xavi's style of football. It should be Madridistas because we've been handing your ass in these Clásicos since Xavi. Why? Well, like, I swear, there can't be like one sentence where we don't bring up Real Madrid. What does that have to do with Real Madrid? I'm just saying. Listen, you, you can't you, put out one tweet that doesn't name Barca. You can't put out one uh, podcast without talking about Barca. So what are you trying to tell me? No, man? but what, I'm just saying like, I'm, I'm talking to you about Xavi's playing style. And you're saying, well, yes. and I'm we saying did that this to you guys. Madrid, we played, we played, yeah, we did. What and would happen if Real Madrid didn't Club. exist? Would you guys against just like did you zip watch your mouths game? up like you did would you watch you just have no, no voice? Kian, did you watch Atleti Club against Barca? Yeah. Okay. Well, then you shouldn't be saying that, putting it, framing it in this context as if we were just sitting back, absorbing, you know, um, It was a very different game than we played in the, in the Bernabeu, for example. You had more possession. Uh, you did not have the better chances, but... Uh, good chances, as did, as did they. As did they, for sure. 
Um, no, my point is less about one particular game and more about it's a compliment. If in case you didn't get that part, the overarching point is that I've been impressed. It's a with backhanded Ka- compliment. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's absolutely not. It's a genuine compliment because this is what gets you wins. Not playing your other style of football, which doesn't work against the best teams. This is what is getting you guys wins right now. You it's this. This it's a you guys are this is a good thing. You guys have completely locked your defense. I mean, also Ter Stegen is a superhuman right now. He's unbelievable. But uh just the ability to grind out results and win ugly if you need to is a is a huge asset to have. Like it's it's great. I he's he's more tactically versatile than I thought he was gonna be. I'll give him that. It's a compliment. I don't know what to tell you. This is not meant as an insult. It was not you. meant okay, to bring good, up Real Madrid at so, all. No, I'm just saying, like, you're, you're framing it in a way where Xavi cannot play the style of football that well, I we think want that's, to see. Well, that I think that's in some ways proven. Like, if if he doesn't if no, he, if he doesn't have the resources, he can't play that way. If Barca don't have Pedri on the field, they're a completely different team. Pedri, okay. If Pep didn't have Xavi and Yes on the field, it would be a different team. Like that's that's my point. Like you have to okay. be tactically versatile right. when you don't have all the you. right pieces, right? I got you. I got you. I'm sorry, Kian. It's been a tense week. I'm, I'm, I'm touching. <laughs> it has been. Listen, man. No, it has been tense. And uh, it it is what it is. I I think. You know, obviously. The fact that I think Real Madrid finally broke silence was, I think, a huge tipping point in this whole thing and also adding to the tension, for sure. Um, And I don't know, like, I actually don't know necessarily where you stand authentically, in part because, as some people may know, you and I don't talk that much outside the podcast. We interact every day sharing sharing we memes. We hate each other. <laughs> yeah, well, we interact every day sharing we, memes. We laugh. But we intentionally don't talk about football because there's a more authentic feel to the podcast when you save everything for the podcast. It's not rehearsed. It's not repeated. And so we intentionally just save everything for the podcast. Even and though I don't, the way we are here, we are in our tweet or our rare messages as well, meaning like. Yeah. Yeah. The authenticity um, is, is is not staged. Neither and because would it be if we were to communicate, for sure, yeah. And be, but because this is a, a free podcast and not the patron edition, <laughs> I don't know necessarily where you authentically stand on what's happening. I know what you have to say today, um, but I don't. I don't know because, like, for example, I have Kool Aid friends. I have honestly, I have many Kool Aid friends. Many, you'd be unbelievably shocked at how, how much of my social circle is Kool Aid. So many. Some of my like, really? I'd say, yeah, like I like I have a bunch of quote unquote best friends. Four or five of them are Kool Aids, um, mm. and they range from. There's three types of them for this particular thing. One is in denial. The other one is ashamed. And the third one is oblivious. He's like, so what's happening? I don't know. I don't care. I don't. We don't get this news in Canada. Just um, tell me when the classical is. I'm gonna watch it. Like it's oblivious. Um, and I don't like. I kind of, I kind of think I know where you stand on it. But um, my experience with a lot of this has been, from what I've seen, is a lot of deflection from 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 Barcelona. Um, 
And I don't know. It's just it's getting the evidence is getting pretty damning, to be quite honest. And I don't I don't know necessarily what happens. I don't know if Barcelona actually get punished. That remains to be seen. I know this is also a very long process. It could take five years, from what I understand. We may just forget about it in a year or two, and then then that's that. I don't know. So I don't even really know how to approach it other than because like we're at the mercy of how much you can say, what you're allowed to say, and what you want to say. Well, I'm at a point where I just want to, I'll be quite honest, I, I want this podcast to grow, you know, my commitment to this podcast has been 100%. We've been consistent. We've remained consistent throughout, I mean, how long has it been? Five, six years? Pretty much since I started, I deviated my career from from in the, working in the music industry to to uh breaking onto the journalism scene uh, yeah and from the get-go from like pretty much you know the first year we started this podcast and i've always at least been consistent committed and always myself now obviously when i started to work for the liga so already before barca but in particular when i came to barca i've not i've <laughs> Of course, yes, I've watched my words at times, but I've I've also tried to not be oblivious to controversial topics that we've had to discuss. <laughs> you know, you can't ignore certain elephants in the room. And uh, I was always vocal about my objection to Bartomeu being the president and, and him wanting to be sacked. Now, you know, I was working at La Liga at the time. And I've been very uh, supportive of La Porta because of, uh, you know, well, because I voted for him uh, as a member, as a socio, because mm -hmm. I believe in him. And um, and certainly there are certain, you know, criticisms that I can, that I think I have placed as well. You, you can say, well, they haven't been harsh criticisms or not harsh enough. Perhaps for some culés, we can talk about, you know, his handling of the Messi affair, the handling of the finances, the handling of certain signings. And I think I've always kind of, you know, voiced my opinion. And, and again, sometimes maybe I would have been harsh. The point I'm trying to say, the point I'm trying to make here, Kian, is I'm at a point where I, you know, want to be free as well to talk about these kind of things without any filter or trepidation on a Monday pod, which I think, you know, on yeah. a Friday pod is easier to do because we have the paywall. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to be genuine. Like I always have been, um, uh, another point I want, I want to make, I've, I've never said anything that I didn't believe on this podcast as mm -hmm. far fetched <laughs> as some things might have been or sounded, uh, to some of our listeners. And I've had my share of rants, incoherent ones. We had a great UFO segment uh, on Friday, not, if anyone's interested. That, well, <laughs> dude, I, I cannot get enough of it. But um, Negreira. And I did a pod without you talking about it. Yeah. Where the first opening minutes, I say, I state clearly that in case, in the case, we are guilty of bribery of buying referees games, then 
we should be mature enough, responsible enough to deal with the consequences and face the repercussions, however harsh a judge might deem those to be. There's no beating about, around the bush. I think that that is, even as a, an employee now of the club, that is nothing outlandish to state. That is the law. That is what we all should abide by. You know, the law applies to everyone and everything. So if you break it, <laughs> there are consequences, right? There are penalties to, to, to be paid. What would be fair? What would we? What can we expect? You know, those are conversations that need to be held. In the end, the judge will decide based on the evidence at hand, the end of evidence provided. So far as I'm concerned, or so far as I'm aware, rather, I think the evidence states that there have been verbal agreements to having referees whistle favorably for a football club. Barcelona. I think most people will agree with me that verbal agreements doesn't sound like it's the most mm, tangible, the most strong, let's say, evidence that you would that, that you might want to have as a judge when deciding if a party is guilty or not. They'll be we'll have to wait and see. You said it might take a long time. I have no doubt things in Spain in particular. The bureaucracy, you know, in Mediterranean countries as a whole is long. These kind of processes take a long time. We'll see what more evidence will be revealed. Can I make a quick incision and say that today, throughout the day, I was reading in El Mundo, that is a newspaper that uh, brought out the Messi Burofax, or sorry, the Messi contract Um situation, affair, they leaked to the Messi contract. They are now saying that there are sources uh, that they know that are whispering in their ear that there have been more payments made to negate out of teams in the first and second division. Uh, we'll have to wait and see for more information on that. The point being, Kian, is there is no other way to kind of, you know, uh, address this topic without first stating that, you know, and now I guess we, we've got a whole pod to still talk about, about whatever you want to bring up and, 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 you know, other thoughts of mine, et cetera. But I want to make that clear once more. I don't know if I've ever said it this clearly, but I, I don't think I can any be, I can be any more clear with, you know, my position at first hand. So, yeah. That's fair. Um, w when you say you don't know if a verbal agreement is enough, what what were you referring to for the verbal agreement? What do you mean? Well, I mean, when, when so I, from what I've been reading is that the evidence that has been provided right now to where the, so there's a difference between una denuncia y una querella, right? This, I think, is being classified as a denuncia, which is, um, I'll, I'll see now if I can find the difference of it in English so that our audience can actually understand. 
but with the evidence that is basically given, it's 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 classic or deemed as um, yeah, it's not hard evidence, right? Uh, right. It's a verbal agreement. So how do you prove there's been a verbal agreement? So I, I think the the idea behind it is there's the suspicion of payments being made to have referees favor Barca, right? The suspicion of, as opposed to, there's clear evidence that Barca have paid referees. The clearest evidence is that Barca have paid Negreira. There's been this a payment, right? There, there have been payments made yeah. throughout 17 years, adding up to 7 million euros to Negreira, vice president at the time yeah. of the, the Spanish Refereeing Federation. There's no denying that the reasons for those payments. And why is there to no denying that? Because there were facturas, right? There, there are actual invoices. So this is not something that was taking place under the table. There were no maletines, right? To use that word that you like, Kian, uh, that you were, were uh, mentioning last time. There was no maletin. I was pretty hidden handed though. Over. I mean, these were, this, this was, this was, at, no, 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 no. This was not hidden. Hacienda, knows about these invoices these invoices were like you have like any invoice you have to uh, uh, present it to the local tax authority these were official payments made to negreira that's another fact that's why you know hacienda has been studying this case these payments for over two years now and and that's another thing that i i kind of came into my mind is You know, the Barca offices knew, supposedly, that Hacienda was studying these invoices for the past two years. Okay, so... Because that was a, reportedly announced to them. So, you know, there's there's questions. There's a lot of questions. For sure. Um, so, okay, so... Here's what we know kind of in the timeline that this has happened. in Because in initially, this was... A tax audit, right? Um, mm -hmm. This was not like a La Liga investigation. Um, no, Hacienda is the local tax, the Spanish tax authority, yes. So they come in and they notice these irregularities where, um, and then they send, yeah. Payments. But it. Not irregularities. They're payments like, like Bartomeu used to make to, in this case, I'm talking for the last two years to, you know, the spy, the whole spy gate, right? The Barca spy gate. There have been so many controversies. I don't know if you're keeping up, but where they hired agencies and journalists to defame players, et cetera, et cetera. Well, yeah, I'm already lost track. Like someone reminded me. Um... Right. I'm confusing you, but the point no, is, like... is, yeah, you're on point. Yesterday, literally someone reminded me of... Um... Or I actually reminded myself because we did a podcast about Barca Gate that there was the, also the whole Ruris thing, um, who obviously is the media pro guy, I think owner or CEO or something, one of those things. And um, he is he's the founder. Yeah, founder. He is act, he's the one who helped activate one of the levers. And then you also had yesterday media pro covering athletic fans' protests against Barca. But that there's no, there's no conflict there i mean rodas mm. media pro owns media pro owns or used to own i should say barca tv in fact media pro own now owns real madrid tv telefonica belongs to 
or Barça TV belong to Telefónica. Media Pro Telefónica are two massive companies. Rodas owns Real Madrid TV. And Rodas has other companies where indeed, as head of this other company, he helped or he acquired. I could uh, be wrong, I but I don't think, I, don't, I think the Media Pro Real Madrid TV thing was severed a few years ago. I'd have to look it up. I'm pretty sure. Are you they sure that they're owned the, right the now? Right to... Joder, last time I checked. I mean, 2019. I tabs on... 2019, it ended, it seems. Okay. Well, I mean, throughout for many years. Who's the owner now? Telefonica? Did they buy it back? I don't know. Uh, anyway, but there, there's no, I mean, I don't know what conspiracy or what controversy you're trying to spark there, but. Well, anyways, it's, it's a business, different controversy. And then there's the whole PK Rubiales thing. There's, there's quite, again, this is, this is a lot, but let's focus on this for a second. Um, yeah. Yeah. We don't need to bring up. But, but you say they're not the hidden, but you say the they're past. not hidden, Diego, but. And this kind of payments. goes this goes hand in hand with the the report today in El Confidencial. El Confidencial, um, yeah. Barca use up to seven companies to pay Negrera through various different met, uh, things and stuff like. Okay. Something trying that to, it trying to. Something hide that the is. Tracks, let's there's say. nothing wrong with something. If there was nothing wrong with it, it wouldn't have been all these. You know what I mean? It wouldn't. I gotcha. Okay, I did. I didn't know this one is new for me. So did that come out today? Uh, today. Yeah, this morning I think. Um, El Confidencial has been shedding a lot of light on this. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, but ultimately, what I think makes this tricky, and this is part of my skepticism if anything will actually happen, because you're talking about the verbal agreement, and it's hard to prove that Barcelona directly paid referees to be benefited. Um, mm. There's also, I don't know, I'm sure you've seen it by now. I, it was Cadena Cero and or Mundo Deportivo that leaked some things that were said by Barca executives during that time that Negrero was getting paid that uh, the reason we're paying him is because Real Madrid are benefiting from the referee and this is our way of neutralizing it or whatever. So, I mean, neutralizing it. Yeah. that in itself, if it's a real leak and it's not made up and we'll see if that's a real leak, then that's, that's already you, they've admitted it. It's done like, right. But I don't know how made up those are, but it, let's, let's just assume that that that's not true for, for just the sake of the argument. What would be tricky for me to prove this is that Barcelona have claimed this is for, uh, reports and scouting analysis or something like that mm -hmm. and video analysis, right? Yeah. But they haven't been able mm -hmm. to prove that side of it because there hasn't been anything given in exchange for these payments. They haven't come out. Yeah, but they would have by now. Where, like, 
they, this yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. easy if that's if this was the case barca could have come out in one hour and just like oh this is what we paid them for yeah and they haven't mm-hmm. and i don't think it's coming out now <laughs> by now uh, on the flip mm-hmm. side it is also very difficult even knowing that information to come back and say okay well you haven't got anything in exchange and here's the proof that you were benefited by the referees that part is going to be difficult to prove like exactly what barcelona got in exchange we can all assume what it was for and and but where's the trail that would prove it is difficult for me cuz i've seen um you know real madrid accounts put out the stats um of penalties and red cards given in favor of barca in during that term and it's astronomically in barca's favor but even that is not proof to me because you could look at that and be like well um Look at Madrid's history. Look at the season now. Look at in the past. It's well, well that and also, but I mean, you um, could say those, that. no, no, I yeah, okay, that you can do that about almost any other team. But the numbers in favor of Barcelona are astronomically in their favor. Like it's not even close. Well, so in 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 those twenty years, yeah. Which again, if those payments happen, then if you want to take a bigger sample size. It's Madrid that has been favored more. So it again, it just depends on but, what. What, what do you mean by on. that? How did you measure that? Well, that's you just look at most penalties since the beginning of professional football. In Spain. <laughs> Nine back, we're doing this thing back to nineteen hundred again. No, or okay. or whatever. I got into like a tweet, uh, into a tweet uh, battle or whatever, like a conversation with Ivan, one of our listeners, yeah, a beloved uh, Madridista that is very vocal and very passionate uh, about his stance, about his opinions, and often takes issue with what I say on this podcast and tweets at me, even though our relationship uh, online is good, I would say, because there's a, a mutual Dutch link here. So and and you know I, I don't mind it if it's done respectfully like Ivan always does, but um, I tw- he tweeted me whatever red card stats or penalty stats and then I tweeted back, you know in for this year I mean I think you guys have like ten penalties in favor we have I think now two uh, red cards similarly similar situation and then I tw- I tweeted that with that another stat that since the 50s or something you look at the team with the most penalties in favor and it's madrid that leads the pack by far sure so that again that 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 may very well be true diego but what we're discussing here is those 20 years is that time period and i'm saying so yeah and and os put out a graphic which i'm looking at now looking at now in those years uh barcelona received the fewest red cards and by far the most opponent red cards. The difference is actually, they've actually kind of did like net difference plus 43. So, which means that they've benefited from this in this particular stat. Penalty, okay, let like me just, okay, red, I, I feel like I'm- cards mean? Well, like, what what does red red cards show? I mean, uh, in all honesty, like, for example, the, I know that there was um, during some time there was one of the Madridistas' favorite stat. Oh, Barca never get a penalty of blown against them, whistled against them. 
And that was during like the Pep Golden Age. Well, during that time, Barca had like, you know, 80 possession of the ball playing 90% of the time in the opponent's half. Like, I mean, the opponents didn't get to our half. The opponents didn't get the ball. Right. So, but you're, yeah, you're saying what I was essentially going to get to is that the reason why I don't think you can use those numbers to prove anything is because like us looking at it from a sporting perspective is that I think one of the explanations, whether you want to hate me or not, if you're a Maridista, is that during those, like during the pep years, for example, is that if Ronaldinho or Messi, you know, had the ball and Barcelona always had the ball, the likelihood of them getting fouled more than anyone, while Barca not having to foul much because they never lose possession, is is something you look at as a as part of the correlation. So you can believe so that Barca agree with what I just said. Yes. Yeah. So you can you can that's why I said like it's fine to look at those numbers. You can look at it and you can believe whatever you want to believe if you want. But in a court, I don't think that that's going to hold up. This is all the red cards that Barca received. It is a true state that mm. true fact that Barca received the most red cards to opponents and and received the less red cards, the least red cards themselves. Uh, they also, the penalty numbers are also against them in that sense, but it's not enough to like look at that in a courtroom and be like, this is ex proof that Barcelona are flavored, favored. So my point is, yeah, Same. we can, we can, <laughs> we can all come to the assumption that Barca paid Negreira and they tried to get benefited from the referee and they did on some occasions and they didn't on some other occasions. But while we can assume that, I think the proof of it is going to be more difficult to get through. And and Barcelona not being able to prove that it was for uh, scouting and video analysis is not enough proof in itself in a courtroom. From the way I understand it, again, I'm not a lawyer and um, I always have trouble talking about this stuff. But from what I understand, this is how it's going to be. And it's going to be hard to prove unless if those leaks from Barca executives are real, then I think it's pretty much it's irrefutable at that point, but, but I don't know if those are real yet. We don't, I don't think we, we know. Let me say this. I want the truth to come out, you know? Sure. And I'm, I'm willing to, uh, face the music and deal with the consequences, but I want the truth to come out. I'll also say, I want the full truth to come out in its totality. And if this is a Pandora box like situation, then may the deepest bottoms ends of that Pandora box, you know, may the secrets be revealed and unveiled and let there be a complete cleanup of this sport in Spain and it's anywhere quite optimistic. else for that matter. Yeah. I just don't even have faith in the system to be in general, to be honest. And that I, this is um, something that irks me the most from a selfish perspective is that I just want to talk about football <laughs> and I wish we could. And the fact that we can't a lot of the times is annoying to me because everything is just, everything is just corrupt. It seems. Um, Let me ask you this. Do you think Barca is the only club that, have, that has paid Negreira or people like Negreira? 
in positions like Negreira? I don't know how to answer that because ult ultimately I don't know the answer to that and I may never know, but... You don't want to know. But no, of course, I, of course I want to know. Of course I want to know. But I don't... I, I kind of do think that they are the only club. <laughs> and let me explain why. Let me explain why. Because if other clubs were doing the same thing, they would have all stayed silent because they know that their books would get audited too. They all know if they go against Barca that if they weren't clean, then they would get exposed too. So for that reason, yeah, I kind of do believe it's just Barca. Could be wrong, but that's that, that's my reasoning behind it. There's but either way. Apple. No, I'm not saying that, but there's bad apples and then there's criminal apples, if you know what I mean. There are unethical things that happen, but then there's law-breaking things. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Come on, bro. Don't do this. Dude. Like, I think I've been very forthcoming, very honest, and this naive Kian that believes in fairies but I, the, okay, but but you have the to goodwill we, of the people with the with the most power around them. No, Come but on, you bro. have to. But you have to give me a reason to believe it. Like I need like I need something to stand on to say this is why. Well, when X I club is corrupt those, as well. You you but like you, deflect them. You, you deflect only bring them. up you only bring up referee like decisions. No, no, no. And no, that's not enough. No, no. That's not that's not right. No, no, no. I've talked about the Cayman Islands things. I've talked about the hiring of also referees. I've talked about, uh, you know, money aspects with uh, also tax authorities, the the contractual situations with Cristiano. That, that, that there, there are plenty. I mean, at hand, I don't have it now, but I've brought certain things forward and I would like to bring them forward for you to, right. to plant a seed of investigative, maybe Kian, the journalist, to, to also think critical from another, you know, from, from your own perspective and maybe practice some self reflection self-criticism if you like i would i'm totally up for it. listen uh, i think we all need to work on self-reflection including myself uh rather than pointing fingers at everybody but you asked me if i think any other club has paid negrera and my answer to that specific question is no um and that referee you brought up in a previous podcast that Real Madrid paid was an inactive referee um and, no, and that's and he that's not he, until he wasn't a month he prior was looked... to being hired that is incorrect and in no, fact not. he was a referee during that time yes he was and he, he was, was on a leave during he was on a leave where he was on a leave he was on a leave at that time this is this is very proven. difficult to talk with you like that i'm not, not but, but, but I, I yeah it's proof i'm sorry there, that there i'm sorry i'm difficult to talk to but i'm i'm going based on what i know like the thing is you're you're talking about like taxes and stuff like that. Like all that stuff has already been exposed. Like Ronaldo tax and stuff that's already gone to the legal side, and no one, no Real Madrid fan will agree with the tax that, evasion that of never... Ancelotti, of of Chabi Alonso, of Cristiano Ronaldo, of Neymar. Like no one, no one excuses that at all. And no, I think that's already gone to court. Cristiano, I'm not I'm not talking about I'm not talking about his tax evasion. I'm talking about Madrid. It was something, and and I don't have the case at hand, so I'm not going to articulate it in uh the best possible way so not therefore not justice to it to it but i would like to but it had something to do with 
Madrid basically pressuring Hacienda into making sure that Cristiano was going to receive his full salary without having to pay certain percentage of tax that he was obliged to pay. Um, that then didn't happen. And, and again, there are so many of these cases, money coming in, it was like 400 million from Cayman Islands. Uh, there's things that have been put out in terms of with, with the doping cases of Sergio Ramos at the time that just don't see the light of day that make it for like one spat little headline and then it just disappears. Nobody talks about it. It's not seen the light of day and it's shoved under the carpet and it's hush hush. And it's referees or, uh, you know, journalists that get taken off of certain assignments or uh, newsrooms or departments and assigned to other places. And it's a shuffling of that. And, and listen, yes, I'm going to say this as well. I continue to think that the vast majority of maybe Madridistas listening to this podcast or that are not privy to the entire history or maybe culture and background of the powerful institution that is Real Madrid with Florentino Perez, the most powerful man, I would say, in Spain currently. And this entire history of Spain, to not know about that, to not want to know about, to not want to learn more about it, and, and basically just turn a blind eye and rather be naive about it, I think it's not doing justice to the entire story. I would have far more respect for somebody to say, you know what, I know it all, but that's just how it is. That's how the world works. You know, there's no denying that the U.S. is the global powerhouse and it basically maneuvers its way around the world doing whatever it wants and what everybody deems as conspiracy theories when certain countries are overthrown and governments, people get put into places in political powers in other countries and you know, we talk about all these conspiracy theories. It's not. It's the CIA working, you know, on the mission to basically have global control and power in the benefit of the United States. This happens in more, you know, regional and more micro uh, economies and, and, and situations as well. And, you know, Real Madrid is a powerhouse. The power you guys have is undeniable, irrefutable. Good for you. I, I texted you in one of our latest text message uh, exchanges. I said, it's easy to be a Madridista. I genuinely believe that. It's, it's easy. Great. Good for you. Like, it's, you know, good. I'm not saying you guys don't deserve, didn't deserve the 14 Euro Cups. You, you guys don't deserve the league titles that you won. I like to argue about it, like to debate about it. But there's no denying that you guys are the most successful club in football history in the entire world therefore you know you could say the greatest success success most successful the greatest it's it's undeniable diego remember when you said remember when i said that there's a difference between bad apples and criminal apples there are moral dilemmas and all this stuff and actual illegal activity what we're talking about with Barcelona is a legal activity. What you're talking about with Real Madrid, and you're not going to like the answer, and I feel like I'm not going to shake you out of it anyway, but like you brought up, you continue to bring in, I, I believe the former referee you're speaking about is Carlos Mejia Davila, that one, right? Mm -hmm. He was 
retired in 2009 when Real Madrid paid him. And they paid him so that he could come in as a retired referee to talk to the player. When did he retire? 2009. How long? And then he was hired by Real Madrid. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like he After. quit his. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that. I know. I. Okay, so what's no, the issue here? I knew that. Yeah. So what's the issue with that? You because guys... the, the the reason they brought him in is because he would, as a retired referee, teach the players what you can get away with on the field and what you can't, and kind of teach them, right? But he's not out there refereeing Real Madrid's games. You understand? That's a huge difference. Oh, I know that. I know that. Okay. Because if if you think that all he was there for to teach football professional football players what you can and cannot do on the field then it, it would be as dumb as me admitting that all Barca paid Negreta for were like refereeing videos and whatever in much different because Real Madrid very publicly did this and brought him in and he was always there like visible and not refereeing Real Madrid's games and having influence that way Negrero was more under the table and Barca cannot prove any exchange with him. And the other thing is you brought up, and this I know you're going to hate this answer, but it's the truth. And I'm not going to say what's right and what's wrong, but you brought up the Cayman Islands thing several times. Mm. There was nothing wrong with that either. That was a public thing. This is extremely common in the finance world to, um, to set up these funds in the Cayman Islands. And there's you can talk about loopholes if you don't like loopholes but it's not illegal what they did and it was a non-issue so i feel like a lot of the stuff that you bring up are not actually illegal things they're just kind of are non-issues like okay. this it if we if ram to do something illegal i'll be the first person to say you got to be punished for it like but this is i feel like you're mistaking power and success okay and connections and knowing how to deal with things with illegal activity. And I think that's where there's a line that seems. Uh... I think when you're so powerful, it's easier to color outside the lines and not have somebody knock on your door and ask you questions for it. I do think that now I think I'll, I'll admit that me bringing these cases forward is very sloppy. It's, uh, you know, not well researched. And I, again, I would like to do that with the right time, with the right approach, with the right mindset between you and I. Um, and me gather as much information and just putting it out there and say, well, what do you make of this? I am, this is also, these are topics, of course, I mean, tax finances are not my strength and not my forte. So I, I don't like discussing something that is out of my reach uh, or realm, let's say of um, understanding and therefore talking about it. You talk about the referee that at, at, at least we agree that he retired. Like the reason for him leaving his job as a referee was to be hired by Remoli at the time, meaning that in 2009 or all of his years before that, he was one of the referees that was supposedly under the influence of Barca, right? Because all the referees were corrupted by Barca, quote unquote, paying them off. It was this is during the Negreira uh, era is what I'm trying to refer to. So if all the referees were corrupt, then what were Real Madrid doing hiring corrupt referees? Um, look, I, I just think that there is a lot more that meets the eye. I would like Pandora's box to be open and the truth to come out. And, you know, 
if there is just one culprit, then by all means, make us the black sheep. Uh, you know, we should be made an example of, and I'll deal with, like, we have to deal with the consequences and be open and upfront about it. I would just like to know, as Mundo put out there, that if these sources that are now whispering that there are more teams of not just the first, but the second Spanish division paying Negreira, well, then may them be, may they be revealed as well. And let's discuss for sure why and all look, these payments were to this person. For sure. And if Real Madrid happens to be one of those teams and that day comes and it's proven, then we got to talk about that. There's no question. Um, I, I guess I am a little bit... Uh, that would be fascinating to see. I'm kind of skeptical of that, just in the sense that there was such a rush from every team in the league to come forth and speak about this. And I just feel like if they well, were maybe also... that's a little suspicious itself. Maybe that's a little suspicious. <laughs> maybe it's the psychological uh, reverse psychology. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it does feel like because it all of, of the... the... It reminds me of the Arkley reaction. Yeah, let's not, put on let's not bring up that guy's name. Um, but the... Yeah, it would just kind of dumbfound me that these teams all know that they, they can be and will be audited too if that if that ever came to that so uh but yeah i am like it is interesting to see the complete 180 of real madrid from saying nothing to not even being neutral but just taking out the machine gun now and that's super interesting um to see that 180 <laughs> i don't that's know if that's it was i don't know if that surprised you they're playing 4d chess did that surprise yes, you it did surprise me mm. yeah it did. Um, it caught me off guard, like a lot of this stuff. Does. <laughs> but I mean, I can't be surprised anymore. I get, maybe I should say no, because we're living in a time, Kian, where, I mean, honestly, the only thing that would surprise me if, if, if God would come down from the heavens. And to all our religious listeners, by, uh, I take please take no offense. But maybe I should say I wouldn't be even be surprised if I see aliens tomorrow, because not, what can surprise us still today? I'd be surprised if we saw aliens tomorrow. But um, look, if hey, if God, if the truth is, if God came down from the sky um, and exposed all of us, all of us would (laughs) be completely exposed as really bad people. That's the truth. Um, Experiments gone very wrong. Um, Luckily for you and I, we are not huge public institutions that. um, Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Churros one day. Tell you what, if Churros gets exposed one day for paying Negreira, I I would consider that successful. <laughs> I feel like we would have gotten somewhere. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah, okay. So Real Madrid stance on this complete one eighty. Um, I'm assuming you followed all this stuff on the weekend with Real Madrid TV releasing videos. Yes. God damn. I would like to see the newsroom in Real Madrid TV. These guys having a field day. Well, it's funny. Like, you know, I don't know if there's the equivalent of who the Diego equivalent of Real Madrid TV is, but, you know, yeah, we, it is. Well, we like we follow um, David Alvarez, who works for Real Madrid. I don't know if you know him or know of him, but uh, he's extremely vocal on Twitter. And he was like, oh, okay. he's like, you know, this is. We're, we're releasing this video today on Real Madrid TV. It exposes Ituralde and all the stuff he's saying. And it, he's kind of this own, uh, I guess, I guess mm. he's not shy at all. Like he's very, very much driving the train on Real Madrid TV about this. 
Um, so there's no room for political. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's no room for political um, correctness, really. It's just like full steam ahead. Barca are corrupt. Real Madrid are clean. And this is why. Here's the video of Ituralde. Here's th- th- the- that is exactly what surprised me. Like we we would never be allowed to do that. Um, in fact, we we kind of you know, of course we talk about Real Madrid and and on Barca Live we would you know have little say quote unquote jokes about the rivalry. But in fact, even when we did that, it, we would it would be called to our attention and kind of be like, hey, you know no joking around between institutions and you know keep the other name out your mouth basically and and just focus on barca that 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 was kind of how it was like focus on barca you know the only way this would um, turn positive is if someone like from that, barca said like keep that, my name out of your fucking mouth to... <laughs> laporta just comes out florentino next time he brings up barca <laughs> keep my club's name that would be the only thing that would make this whole thing worth it Corruption was worth it. <laughs> this is this is brilliant. This is brilliant. I didn't even make that connection before you did it, and it's brilliant. I I, I wish we had a listener that could actually make that into a meme. A Will Smith with like a Laporta's head going up to <laughs> to a Chris Rock bed. <laughs> Keep my club's name out your fucking mouth. But to get back to the the, the, the question or topic at hand, yeah, I couldn't even imagine us in a newsroom or any of my colleagues for that matter, putting a, a video, a compilation out there like that, that is so attacking. So that was surprising. The fact that as you put it and rightfully put it, it was a complete 180 to we're not saying anything ride or die Superliga to then say, fuck it. We're, you know, we're, that's it. They're guilty. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, we're not yeah. going over. Yeah. <laughs> You know it's bad when you know, even the Super like, League. Coming over for lunch anymore? Yeah, you know it's bad. You know, even the Super League, which was holding you together, they're like, "We don't need this Super League anymore. Fuck it. We'll just we don't need it. They're all out. It's just us." Um, I think okay. So my read on that situation there's is there's no lunch happening. There's no lunch happening now on Sunday. Well, is that true? Because there was a report from Gerard Romero. I, I think it was that if Real Madrid don't apologize, Barca are not having the lunch with them. Did you see that? Yes, yes. How awkward is that? They just, but they're gonna sit next to each other at the Clasico. <laughs> so awkward. It's gonna be. It'll be like the Gaspar era when Gaspar and Florentino, who were friends actually. They were friends. Flo, Papa Flo did that move, pulled the pulled the pulled the Figo on him, pulled him with Figo. The the moments where they were together in front of the cameras were, oh, cringe. But they were still friends after that, weren't they? they Even were after friends. the Figo they, thing, they were still friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Florentino was weird in the sense that he doesn't seem to care about conflict or awkwardness and he just treats it normally like oh like even Nasser al-Khalifi like they seem to hate each other but then they sit next to each other and they smile and they <laughs> uh I Do guess you it's understand just... how powerful that man is well I guess it's, it's just to be flow if to you're be powerful if you're a president of a club I guess you just have to understand that this comes with the territory you have to be able to deal with these situations um uh, I'd want to be president just to um, just so I can sit next to Ronaldo Nazario for like ninety minutes. That'd be that'd be worth it on its own. But I but my read on the situation so can, is, and I haven't rest his head on his belly. Be nice. Uh, I have, and I haven't spoken to David Alvarez about this. Um, but my guess is that it feels like. 
it feels like Real Madrid almost were hoping that Barcelona would get prosecuted because their stance was, and Butrogenio, I think, was said this, like, we're staying out of this until there's a legal action taken. And then as soon as the legal action was taken, they were like, all right, it's our time to shine, boys. Suit up. And they told everybody at Ramda TV, bring your A game. We're going to go full force, full steam ahead, and we're going on the offensive. Fuck Super League. We don't need them. <laughs> we're just going full steam ahead. And that's just a really interesting stance because uh, it really felt like Real Madrid and Barcelona, and maybe I'm wrong and maybe I'm just misreading the history of the two clubs, it feels like we're closer than ever um, in these last few years. And that just seems to have changed all of a sudden. Very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and it goes back to what we... It's a complete circle that we're going here on today's pod. You see that, Keon? It comes back to... Uh, the feistiness and the bitterness and the rivalry, the dismay towards the other side being back now in the classical because the water, nobody really liked the watered down version. We, ne- we never did on this pod anyway. We liked the, the chispas. We liked the sparks that fly off during classicos. And um, I don't think you can do that being buddies and hugging it up. So. Yeah, I'm looking at David uh, Alvarez's profile. Since 18 years commentating and presenting on Real Madrid TV. Dude, I was talking about that with a, a colleague today. You know, there's 18 years at the same organization and the same place. Pretty I, crazy. I couldn't do that. Mm. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I feel like That's he has a got a conversation for, seems for, to for Friday. Seems, well, he seems to enjoy. I don't, I honestly don't know him personally. I've only spoken to him right. digitally, and that so I don't, I don't, I don't really know much about him. But it is, it is interesting to see, to see like you said, the difference between Real Madrid TV and Barcelona TV. And have you scrolled down his profile to see like it's crazy? Like this is a Real Madrid employee, and it's just uh Anyways, it's he obviously would not be doing this if he didn't have the green light from the club. Because obviously you're just going to get in trouble otherwise, so it's it's fascinating to see. Yeah. He's just been on Twitter nonstop posting referee stuff. <laughs> uh, I see. I see. Yeah. It. I see it. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really want to know if we want to talk about football anymore. the game it's like it feels almost irrelevant it's like what there was a game. what okay here, here let's talk about the game what game what did you think about gavi's headers the flying heading tackles oh. are you not worried plant? yeah i am worried it's so dangerous man i'm not even I love, like i i love his attitude I love his spirit. I love his character. I love his grit. I love his intensity, his raw passion mixed with talent. But there are certain things that I hold my heart and uh, I'm, somebody needs to talk to the boy. I don't remember. I don't know if it was the first one or second one. There was two. One was where he literally tackles with his head on the ground. But there's an, there's another one. I think maybe it was the second one where he dives with his head towards the ball 
while an athletic player is kicking the ball full force. Yeah. And I actually am worried like cuz that could go really really wrong. If the athletic player kicks Gavi in the head, there's like a chance of paralysis there. Like it's actually really concerning to me. Like beyond the rivalry and stuff as a human being, it's really scary. Like the like he's got to be able to um I also don't know why statistically it would it made sense to like mathematically, physically it made more sense to use his head instead of his foot in that situation. That's another thing. I don't know how we calculated that decision to go it with this. It reminded head. me. You probably don't remember this, but it reminded me of a, a, a similar play that Eric Abidal did years ago during the, mm. during the Pep era. Okay. Um, I think it was against Sevilla, but. It, it, it was a similar, actually a different situation. He was the last defender and uh, he kind of slips and uh, in a last desperate attempt, successful attempt, may I add, he like, he basically face, face plants on the ball. He's on like worm style, jumps on the ball with the last like little gasp to get the ball to Valdez. Um, hmm. And uh, yeah, but anyway, it, it, it seemed it awkward at the time. Like I said, somebody needs to talk to the boy. I agree with you, man. It's uh, it gets dangerous. Yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, for sure. It's uh, just literally worried about. Yeah, I'm also worried about oh, people he that. might hurt, but I'm also worried about him. So that's uh, that's one thing I I took away from the athletic game, other than the fact that athletic story of their season they can't score goals, and story of Barca's season man, what, yo. is. That was a hostile, hostile crowd, man. That that game typically is at San like, Stadiums, yeah, but fuck, man. Like fans have it out for us right now. This is it is very. You're, scary you're becoming PSG <laughs> away games now. It is very scary playing away games, man. Fucking crowds are going crazy. Bernabeu, Catedral, and as you said, rightfully so. It's always a good atmosphere there, but there's like you just feel hate now, and and it's like noticeable even watching it on TV. I won't lie; I'm pretty concerned about Classico yes. going to Camp Nou next week. You guys also have one week rest between these games. We got to play Liverpool on Wednesday. It. We need it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Let's hope for. Let's. I do tomorrow, oddly feel. Right? What? Oh, the Ramdra game tomorrow. Yeah. I do feel oddly more relaxed about games in the camp now than at the Bernabeu for some reason. Hmm. Less pressure, I guess, for you. Less pressure. I think that's what it is. Um, I feel like both of these teams seem to do. I, I, I'm sure the numbers disagree with what I'm saying, but it does feel like there's definitely moments in classical history where the team traveling to the away stadium, it just, they thrive in that atmosphere a little bit more than they do at home for whatever reason. And for the Bernabeu, it could be just a matter of a lot of pressure and previous wounds in Classico at the at their home. I don't I don't know. But I, I do feel kind of like it's nice to get away from the Bernabeu for these next two Classicals for whatever reason. It's just a hunch. I don't know. But I am worried about it because I think you guys have more rest in between games now and, uh, our minds are all are all, all over the place, all over the place, and the league is also very done 
at that point when we go there on Sunday. There was potential for it to not be kind of done if you guys had lost to Athletic, but that didn't happen. I feel like I don't really know what to make of Sunday's Classico anyway. Unless you guys get a point deduction, which you won't, but. I'll water, no, I will water this one down, but I but I won't water the Copa one down. I think the Copa one is okay. going to be a lot, of, lot at stake there. Which but you'll the, be here for. I got to talk to you about that. Uh, I know. I wish. Wah, wah. I know. It's an, and, and when, when I tell you the reason think, off air, you're going to be... It's in two weeks. I know. Oh, okay. I'll tell you the reason off air, but it's, uh, it's an annoying reason for me. But I, yeah, I can't make it to that one. <laughs> All right, man, you want to wrap it up here? Let's do it. I did have a really controversial football t- topic, but it would have need to have been brought up at the beginning of the podcast, and it would have made you really angry. More than what we've been discussing already? Yeah, this no, one this one would have really made you angry, and I, I don't think we can get into it now, but <laughs> we'll uh, we'll save it for uh, maybe next Monday. Oh, next Monday is after Classico. Maybe I'll save Drop it for the it summer. Drop it as a teaser. Drop it as a teaser. We'll, we'll discuss it. Maybe on the next one. No, nah, it's just um, it's it's related to the goat debate. <laughs> Leave it there. Oh, we'll talk about it. My recency bias from the World Cup has passed. I'm ready to bring out the guns again. Uh, I noticed. Already, I already don't think I haven't noticed. I've noticed, man. I see your tweets. Man. We'll save it for the summertime. We'll save it for the summertime right. <clears throat> when there's less to talk about. All right. All right, man. Great chatting. Okay. All right, dude. Yes, yes, as always. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.